Coming up today on the Lead to Succeed podcast. So it's easy to kind of try and fall into the traps of being X, Y, and Z and looking like you're doing all these amazing things and, you know, following what everybody else does. But if you make your own way into kind of, you know, what you want to portray as yourself, and then I think from there you can kind of begin to build the brand around yourself. And so rather than building it around this false uh, version of you, you build it around you. And as an individual, you show For example, I show my highs and lows of my week or my day, how my journey has been and what I'm like on a day-to-day basis. I think from there, people really admired that. And that's becoming a really growing market at the moment. Do you want to learn the tricks that top leaders use to get the most out of themselves and their teams? Well, Naftali Hoff is here to help lead to succeed. Picks the brains of top leaders to learn about their challenges, insights, and best practices. Here's Naftali. Hello, Lead to Succeed Nation. It's Naftali Hoff, and welcome to Lead to Succeed, episode 96. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Kat Philp. Kat, 20 years old, a young entrepreneur of the year, 2022, is the startup founder of Pivot Marketing, a social media and personal branding agency. She has been building her personal brand around authenticity and humanized marketing with over 2 million monthly views on LinkedIn and the digital presence of 45,000 across platforms. She's now traveling the world, helping others build their online brands and speaking working to make an impact on the education sector for the better. Kat, I'm so glad that you are on the show today. Thanks for joining me. Hi there. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. And it's really great to speak with you. I know I've been following you for a bit on LinkedIn. Um, we made the, with the, the UK connection before. As I mentioned, I've got kids living in, the, in, in, uh, in London. And so really, really excited to have you here and to talk all these neat things that you're up to. Um, but you're so young and already so accomplished. And I'm, I'm curious, what, what has been your journey? Talk, you know, take us through that a little bit. Okay, absolutely. So I started off my career, shall we say, when I was 16. So over here in the UK, we leave school at 16. And so we go on to either sixth form and college for a couple of years. Um, and then from there, from 18 to university, So I went straight from school into what we call an apprenticeship, which is where you're working whilst simultaneously uh, achieving a qualification. So I did that for a little while and then kind of worked my way up the corporate ladder within sales and marketing positions. And during the pandemic, as obviously quite a lot of companies did, I started. So I was working in the travel and tourism sector at the time. And then I started marketing towards that industry and it kind of took off from there. And I guess the actual journey obviously was filled with highs and lows, many lows to begin with, of course, as the usual entrepreneurial journey includes. And how did you find your way into this particular space? Was there something within your formative years where you said to yourself you wanted to be in marketing and branding, you wanted to be sharing messages with others. How did you identify this as your path? Well, when we leave school, I, you kind of, you try and figure out your next steps, I guess. So I was looking at a few different uh, kind of careers. Marketing was one of them, but then 
I looked particularly into accountancy. And from there, I went to apply for a vacancy and they told me it wasn't available anymore. So they said, actually, we don't have accountancy vacancies, but we have marketing vacancies. So I said, okay, well, that was also one of the things I was looking at. So let's do it. So I kind of kind of landed into it a bit more than more of a planned attempt. Interesting. Um, but there, yeah, from there, I really loved it. So, I mean, I've just never looked back. So sometimes one door closes and the other one opens right next to it and you never know which way you know, you're really supposed to go with this. So I'm curious to know, you've been very successful in a really short period of time in building your personal brand. And of course, you're helping others do it as well. And I've noticed it on LinkedIn, but I know you've got many followers elsewhere as well on other platforms. What is your secret sauce, so to speak, for building a personal brand? How do you get, how do you, how do you sort of distinguish yourself? There's so many people out there, many people doing the same thing you're doing. Um, what would you advise? for people who want to really build their brand, stand out and show how they could deliver value to other people? I'd say the top thing for me was being authentic. So it's easy to kind of try and fall into the traps of being X, Y, and Z and looking like you're doing all these amazing things and, you know, following what everybody else does. But if you make your own way into kind of, you know, what you want to portray as yourself, and then I think from there, you can kind of begin to build the brand around yourself. And so rather than building it around this false uh, version of you, you build it around you. And as an individual, you show, for example, I show my highs and lows of my week or my day, et cetera. So I don't just talk about, you know, oh, what went well? Oh, I had an amazing client sign up with me, blah, blah, blah. I actually talk about, you know, oh, actually this client, didn't I didn't sign them up, but I want to let you all know because I wanted to show you guys that, you know, it's not just the pretty pictures and stuff. It's, there is a bit of ugly in there in my days somewhere. So from there, I think from all the highs and lows and being really authentic about how my journey has been and what I'm like on a day-to-day basis, I think from there, people really admired that. And that's becoming a really growing market at the moment. Great. So, yeah, I think that's a very powerful piece. And I think it's hard. You know, a lot of people really struggle. First of all, they struggle seeing all these people on Instagram, I would imagine in particular, but elsewhere also, that only seem to be doing really great, you know, look really pretty or really handsome or really successful um, through all those filters and whatnot. And they don't see that other side. And so, you know, having that balance, I think is important. It creates the sense that I can relate to you, you know, and once you're relatable to me, I can trust you. I can, I I can start to consume content. So I'm just curious if I'm understanding correctly, it's almost like you're building a foundation of authenticity and connection, and then perhaps layering on, on top of that, how you could help other people. Those that's my interpretation. You didn't say all of that. I'm just curious to know if that was kind of your pathway to where you are now that now that you built this foundation, you can begin to show other people, you know, how you can help them, why they should listen to you and, and all of that. Exactly. Yes. So my Instagram platforms was built way before my LinkedIn was, and that was throughout my school years as well, but that was very different. That was more sort of influencer and fitness kind of route. And so now I'm going through the process of trying to revert that into more business focused sort of content and followers. So um, aside from that, I have been, I think I was building my personal brand way before I started the authenticity side of things. Um, It wasn't quite uh, 
as impactful as it is now, let's say. So I did start with a business route, but then I started becoming more authentic and kind of realizing that that was doing quite well. And from there, I built that foundation, like you said. And then on top of that, now I'm kind of teaching other people how they can do the same. So is that, in fact, the advice that you give other people to begin that process of authenticity and building from there? Yes, it is. Because I think when, it, when you start with personal branding, you need to want to know what you want to be known for. So you kind of start with your pillars, your content pillars. And what, from there, you kind of have to decide how you're going to take the direction. So I take my clients through a journey of who they are and what they want to achieve. And then we can start to implement that into their content because there's no good copying what somebody else is doing because what works for somebody else is based on their personality because a personal brand is a personal brand. You can't be copying other people. So that's definitely the journey that I take them on with the authenticity. Yeah, I mean, that last point I think is so critical because we all get sucked into wanting to copycat, you know, like um, just it works for them, it should work for me. And I'm not that other person. And I so... I have to really take a step back. And by the way, this whole social media thing, in all honesty, was a really tough piece for me. Number one, I'm introverted. So I, I tend to not necessarily want to be, quote, out there. Um, I also, for certain, let's call it religious or, or maybe philosophical reasons, I'm a little bit less inclined to share certain parts of, of who I am. And yet at the same time, I've, I've become more comfortable doing so and recognize the need to do more of that because at the end of the day, this is where people find other people for the most part. You know, there's obviously other ways you could advertise, but so many people are coming to social media to be engaged, to connect, and to find those that can help them. You know, so they look to see who can I relate to and who has similar challenges and will they get me and all of that. And unless I'm prepared to put myself out there in a way that's authentic, consistent, and also, you know, relatable to the right client, then people can't possibly find me outside of, let's say, referrals or things of that sort. So that's been a bit of a journey, you know, for me. And I imagine many of your clients have a similar challenge. Absolutely. I think it's always difficult kind of starting on social media because you feel really, you've got this fear of, you know, like, are they going to like me or, you know, am I doing the right things? Am I going to be laughed at? What do my friends and family think? Um, and it's really quite a challenge. And like you, you pointed to pointed out that you're kind of introverted by nature and so am I and I think that that's something that a lot of people really struggle with is if they're not naturally extroverted and this outgoing character they think oh how could I succeed if I'm if I'm not prepared to do that but I think that you know I've shown otherwise that you don't have to be this really extroverted person to attract the right people yeah and and so you know I I just um I wanted to, to, to pivot a little bit because I took a look at your bio and there was one line that I'm very intrigued by. If, not for, if for no, no, no other reasons that I'm a, I'm a former educator. So my, 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 my audience knows that I've been in the field for 30 years in some capacity. I started as a classroom teacher. I was a school leader, a headmaster, and then eventually transitioned into leadership coaching, which is what I do currently. And so anytime I see that somebody is spending time or making a difference in the educational sector, you know, it, it immediately connects with me. So when you talk about working to make an impact in the, educa the educational sector for the better, what does that mean? Who are you serving and in what capacity? That's brilliant. And it's great to know that you were in that, uh, that field as well. That's really interesting. 
I always find it's uh, it's quite quite touch point. But regardless of that, I'm focusing on the education sector, primarily with this program called the Accelerators Program, which effectively is going to be a course first, and then it's going to be like a bunch of workshops with some sort of leadership coaches and you know, like yourself and people who can really make an impact on young people. So from there, I'd like to be able to start to kind of bring that into schools and kind of say, right, I'll give you this if you can, if you can just give it to your pupils. And it's going to be all sorts of things around mindset and all the soft skills that you need to develop as a person outside of what's taught currently in the curriculum. I think it's really important to be able to learn these skills as a young individual and although it might be something you should teach at home, it's not always taught at home. And so if we can try and get that into the education system somewhere, I think that's really important because at the moment, things are really focused on kind of steps that you need to take in order to get to X, Y, and Z. And so I think we should be teaching people that regardless of you know, qualifications and stuff, you should also develop your character. So that's where I'm going with it. That's really interesting. You know, I often hear, and again, my antennas are up anytime I hear about education. I happen to have pretty much every certification you could have. I've got two master's degrees, a doctorate. I've got rabbinic ordination. I've got, I've checked all the boxes pretty much as it relates to formal education. And I often wonder if it was really worth, you know, all of that. It's a whole different conversation, you know, like how much of what I do today was really the outgrowth of that education as opposed to experience. Let's leave that for now. But the the point I want to focus on is that I hear one entrepreneur after another bashing education, saying it's a a result of the industrial revolution. It was designed to create workers. It wasn't designed to create leaders and all of this. I think there's a lot of truth to it, but I hear very few entrepreneurs that actually say, this is a problem we have in the field of education. This is how I'd like to solve it. And you're saying, you didn't say what the problem was, I'm curious to know what prompted you to think in these terms, but you're not only just identifying a real issue, which is, you mentioned soft skill development, for example. Interestingly, a few years back, I remember I went down to Orlando. Uh, I was invited to what was to one of the largest public school systems in the country, in the US. And I spoke to over 350 assistant principals on communication, listening, other soft skills that frankly, many school leaders and leaders in general, not just schools, don't develop in their formal education. And so, but they need it in their day-to-day interaction with students, with parents, with teachers, with anyone, you know, that they're interacting with on a regular basis. So I'm, I'm curious to know, how did you come to this recognition that education doesn't really focus on it? And what prompted you to say, I want to try to solve this, and this is how I'm going to do it? So the identification came from my own experience. Obviously, I'm only 20 years old, so it was really quite recent that I've been there and done it. Um, I also do have two little sisters, so I do watch how they grow and what they're being taught. And obviously, my mum teaches quite a lot of those skills anyways, but I see a lot of their friends and how they are. And I kind of I'm very analytical when it comes to things like that. So I like to look at people and I kind of think, okay. Okay, that's interesting. And obviously the same with myself. And so I started putting all these pieces together, along with a lot of people, like you say, do talk about the education system. So it's not just from my own observations, but from others. So 
from there I kind of started thinking you know we were never taught this in school we were never taught to be happy with where we are now we were always taught that we would have to do x y and z and then we'd be happy but I feel like I see a lot of content being made where it's like a lot of people who have kind of lived their lives and they say oh you know I wish I would have done this and I wish I wouldn't have focused on this and effectively it's all the things that we've been taught and programmed to feel like we need in order to get to certain places rather than being present and you know having different conversations with yourself and with other people and that internal conversation that we, pr- we program ourselves with it's not necessarily a good one so you know we're always telling ourselves we're not good enough like you know if you get a bad paperback you're told you haven't done well enough on this you know it's not it's a negative kind of conversation rather than you know a, a, a positive one I suppose so from there I kind of thought okay we need to change this because I've been going through and rewiring my own you know internal conversations and my mindset and all that sort of stuff and that came with my entrepreneurial journey and so whilst discovering myself through that I've thought you know where I am now I'm really quite happy with what I've got and that's not necessarily down to what I've got it's down to me being grateful for it and so if we can experience that within the education system where we can say okay young people this is what we've got you can be happy right now with where you are and just enjoy your life without having to feel all these burdens of where you're going to be and so I think when we teach people that we're going to have a much happier world rather than placing false expectations on all these people because then they only grow to later realize that they're not happy with that. Yeah, I love it. And I really do hope that people embrace this, which leads me to another question. It's a bit of a cynical question, not because um, I don't believe in what you're saying, but I, I can imagine already some headwinds, you know, some people in education basically thinking that what we're doing is just fine and we have other things we got to get to and all of that. So I'm asking you to put on your salesman hat and think about it from the perspective of getting people to do something that you believe in that they may not see the value in as much as you do. I'm curious to know what is your approach or how would you advise someone? Whether in your scenario would be a great case study, so to speak, for our purposes, not that you've done it yet, but you're in the process of getting there. How would you advise people who are thinking about bringing something to market or trying to help the world see? Like, for example, with coaching right? You don't need a coach, but we know that people do much, much better when they have a coach, right? The awareness, the accountability that it creates and all of that. I spend what I feel is an inordinate amount of time educating people on the value of coaching. Whereas if it was understood that I need a coach, like I need a doctor or a dentist or a mechanic or whatever, you know, pick your service provider then people would be banging down the doors the same way that many of these offices are filled and you need months before you can get an appointment, that kind of thing. So how do you go about educating the educators, you know, creating an awareness for the need for the benefit so that people will actually take you up on what it is that you're creating? I kind of explain similar scenarios to what I've just talked about there and kind of I think a lot of people who I will be speaking to and I've already spoken to within the education system are experiencing exactly what I'm talking to them about wanting these children not to experience 
So I think it's quite easy to target them because they, they're already, a lot of them are quite unhappy with where they are anyways. And so they think, yeah, I've gone through that as well. And some of them are in a great place and that's due to what they've gone through, which I'm explaining, you know, the soft skill development. And they realize, yeah, we really need this in the education system. And so I think it's, it might sound difficult because they don't understand maybe the value in some ways, but when you explain it to them in a way that's, you know, you don't want to end up like X, Y, and Z, then I think that they start to understand it. And, you know, a lot of them have children themselves. And so they want to teach the same skills to their children and often do. And so, you know, when they see the way that I'm tackling it in that regard, they think I'd love that for my children. Yes, let's do that. Nice. It almost sounds like you're, you're, tapping into the conversation they already have going on in their head and, exactly. and, and, and channeling it, which is a great strategy. So let me ask you this, you know, you're obviously very young at the front end of your career, God willing, you'll have decades uh, in front of you in which to make a meaningful impact on others. What do you want to be able to say to yourself 50 years down the road, whatever it is that you decide to pack it up as you look back at your career? I think I'd like to say that I've made a positive impact on the world in some way or another. And I've, I, hope, I hope to have been able to impact people's lives positively, as many as I can. Obviously, if that's volumes or not, if that's two people, great. But in some way or another, I'd love to be able to help change or lead change into the world, shall we say. So give me an example of a feedback you've already gotten. It might be a comment on one of your posts or, you know, a direct message or something like that, where somebody said to you, Kat, that post was so blank. I'm so blank as a result, you know, something along those lines. Okay. Um, I do get quite a lot of these a day. I actually store them into my boost file. I have a file of kind of all the nice things that people say. Good for you. You need to have that. You really do. Okay, go ahead. Tell us. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, Let's see. I think one of the most recent ones for me was I posted something about mindset and I started talking about comfort zones and all that sort of stuff and getting out of your comfort zones and you can push the barriers to kind of make your own new comfort zone, but for growth, right? And so I, I got to chatting to somebody who actually sent me a video of themselves and they sent it's, you know, they said they started talking about how it really impacted them and um, to like think in a really different way. Um, and he showed it to his like, I don't know, his daughter or something. And he really hopes that his daughter will grow up in the same way or something. And it was like a, a five minute long video, just basically wow. crazy. <laughs> and it's just it's things like that that make you realize that you really are making an impact to people. And it's it's fantastic. It really is. And I think that, and sometimes it's hard to, to come to terms with it almost, you know, I got this message um, as an observant Jew, I celebrate Passover. And so oftentimes I will share a holiday related message with my audience and I put something together and a woman had called me. I don't even know how she got my number. It's not a name that I recognize. She left like a minute and a half long voicemail for me, very emotional. Um, about the message and how it related to her and connected and all of that. I was like, wow, you know, you know, sometimes you just don't even know. And coming back to education for a second, I think it's Henry Adams that says teachers affect eternity that you don't even know where your influence will end, right? Because it's multi-generational. 
if I influence one person, that person has children, that person is a teacher, that person, you know, is an influencer. And next thing you know, right, you know, it's more about how that message continues to spread. And my Angelou said that people don't remember what you've said, but people remember how you make them feel. And so if you make somebody feel empowered, if you make somebody feel um, connected, if you make somebody feel uh, motivated to continue to push forward, you know, I just recorded a message the other day. I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't stop, keep going. And a guy who I don't really know so well said, yeah, I needed to hear that. And so I don't know what's going on in his world right now, but sometimes you just put a message out there and somebody will, will catch it and it will resonate with somebody. I totally agree. I've had quite a lot of that, but not only just broadcasting out to the world, but also to my close circle of friends, because even though I speak to them on a daily basis and you know my family and everything, and you know, I, I think that I'm reassuring them enough. The random spontaneous message, quick minute voice notes, praising them, saying how well they're doing and, you know, that they keep getting up and it's great. That really impacts. And I had somebody just in floods of tears recently after I sent them a minute long voicemail. And, and that was incredible. So I think it's, you know, impact starts within the home and within your circle, but um, you'll, you can also broadcast it. Yeah, I think it's a great, I think that's a great thing. You know, sometimes I'll do that. I'll go through like my, my WhatsApp or my, my text or whatever. I'll just, or my phone list. I'll just say, who have I not, who have I not spoken to recently? Who have I not connected with? And, and just reconnect, you know, sometimes it's with a program or something that I'm doing, but often it's just, Hey, how are you? You know, and just giving them a positive message. All right. So before we end this segment, let me ask you one final question, if I may. And it's a question I ask to all of my, to all of my guests, you know, oftentimes, I mean, I bring the best people I can onto the podcast and obviously you've had a lot of success. So oftentimes people say, wow, this person is great. Look at what she's accomplished. Look how many followers she has. And so people think that they're ready-made people think that they've had no obstacles, no challenges, and they just somehow they were, they were made differently, but I can't relate to that. But the reality is we all make mistakes. We all have challenges. So talk us through, please, Kat, um, the biggest mistake you've made in your career so far and what you've learned from it. Okay. I think for me was learning to ask for help. So there were a lot of milestones where I kind of, I started kind of, I guess when you start out, you almost want to be ready-made. Like you said, you need to appear in that way so that you can, kind of attract the right audience, the right clients, et cetera. You kind of, you can't really look like you're starting out. So you kind of don't ask for help. So a lot of coaches, for example, will have their own coaches. I'm very well aware of that. And a lot of people have mentors and, but I didn't start out with that. I started out trying to do it all myself. And that kind of doubles the workload because you have to learn it and then apply it rather than be taught it and then apply it you know you've got to go out there and find it yourself so for me I was lucky that I was able to kind of have someone who was of a mentor position I suppose and they kind of helped me with a lot of the development and so after that I realized it wasn't as scary to to ask for help and so I I ask for help all the time and I hire people around me to that are better at what they do than I am which is the way it's supposed to be so yeah it really is it yeah. really is okay yeah no that's important and sometimes we think that we're well I'm, I'm a coach I'm, I'm an expert so how should I 
come to somebody else for advice, or maybe it makes me look vulnerable or whatever you, you know, those ideas that you said, plus others, people have a lot of reasons why they don't uh, move forward to get the help that they need, but we all need it. You know, there's nobody out there that wouldn't do better by having somebody in their corner who's a, who's a, a few steps ahead of them down the road, as far as their career, as far as their experiences, their pitfalls, all of that. And um, it just saves you so much time, you know, down the road and, and, and helps you to sort of fast track your experience. So on the topic of fast track, let's talk about rapid fire, which is, you know, in many ways, my favorite segment, the answers here are short and sweet. And we go through just a few things that help us get to know a different side of you. So Kat, the first one is the three qualities of the very best brands. Okay. Definitely has to be authentic and able to take accountability. So when you kind of see on Twitter or something, they might've made a mistake, they take accountability for it. And one that stands out. So there's gotta be something about your brand that separates you from somebody else. Nice. Okay. The percentage of people who pronounce your last name as Philip. (laughs) 99.9%. Okay. I, I thought it was too, until I looked at it more closely. Uh, a neat thing about growing up in Birmingham, uh, Birmingham, UK, by the way, not Alabama. <laughs> Good correction. Um, oh, interesting. I think that there's certainly a lot of opportunity because Birmingham is a city and I'm very close to that. So there's, there was loads of opportunity in terms of, you know, career wise, et cetera. And you can meet a lot of great people out there as well. Nice. And then the last one, a productivity tip that helps you to get more done environment and routine so make sure you've got a clean environment something you know light some candles whatever play some music and then also get into the routine of doing all these things and mm. you know you start you wake up how are you going to wake up are you going to snooze that alarm or are you going to carry on um and if you have equally on the flip side if you have a day where you don't do these things don't beat yourself up about it that's really important nice okay yeah you hit on a bunch of them in just a few moments fantastic so uh, I, I, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this episode are already connected with you, but for those who aren't, how can they connect with you, find out more about your work and uh, benefit from all that you're doing? I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. Those are my main platforms. And if you follow me on there or just check out, check it out, then be pleased to connect with you. Okay. And uh, we're going to include your, uh, your, your hashtags, your, all of your links um, in the show notes as well. All right. So I didn't tell you this um, in our pre in our pre recording conversation, but I think I might have shared it with you before. So hopefully you're prepared. Uh, one final life lesson, please, Kat, to end this episode. Okay, um, I think it's really easy to watch all these people who are doing what you want to be doing, and they all talk about you know waking up at six a.m. and doing X, Y, and Z, and that works for them. That's great, but that doesn't mean that that has to work for you. So I've learned that I, did, I tried the whole 6 a.m. waking up thing and it just was not for me. My productivity peaks at midnight. <laughs> mm. So I do my greatest work at midnight and that's fine because that works for me. So don't be fooled by what other people are doing in terms of that's what you have to be doing and just do your own thing and be authentic in the way that you live. All right. So we'll have to get you some more clients from the, the uh, Pacific area of the United States. So your, your productivity and their work time is going to line up perfectly. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on this episode. I thank you so much for 
uh, for joining me, for sharing your wisdom. And uh, yeah, you should have continued success in all of your endeavors and continued impact on so many. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and for investing in yourself so that you can lead to succeed. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Your feedback gives the show more social proof and encourages more folks to listen. 